0: Hello and welcome to the She's Busy AF podcast. I'm your host, Lauren Bordelon. I'm a former marketing agency owner turned marketing mentor. I'm a lover of all things tequila, travel, Taylor Swift, plants, and helping busy AF entrepreneurs fill the living heck out of their businesses. My podcast is filled with marketing and business knowledge to help you truly excel both personally and professionally in your entrepreneurial journey. You'll put down your phone after each episode and be infused with techniques and practices that allow you to work less in your business and more on your business so you can ultimately step back when you want and enjoy the sweet, sweet fruits of your blood, sweat, and tears filled labor. So, with that being said, open up your note app or your favorite notebook and let's jump on into the She's Busy AF podcast. Right, y'all. Let's dive on in to this podcast today. This is a really important topic as we close out the year. But even if you are listening to this at like any other time of the year, really important standout marketing strategies for small businesses. These are things I really don't see going away for a while. So very relevant. <laughs> so I have seven amazing tips for you. Really excited to dive into all of those. This might be a little bit of a longer episode today because I really want to spend some time on that. So. The first standout, profit-boosting marketing strategy I want to talk about today is storytelling. Human connection is so powerful in marketing. It's literally why advertising agencies exist. Think about the Super Bowl ads that we all look forward to every year. They tell a very intricate, intriguing story that connects you, the consumer, with them, the brand. Okay, Lauren, why are you talking about these like big brands? I'm a small business, I'm a growing business, they all relate, hear me out. The cool thing about storytelling is that every single brand can take advantage of it. So I have a couple examples for you. One would be a big brand, Google, and then one would be smaller scale. So Google's one of my favorites when I talk about storytelling because they do such a good job at this. And you might have to go to Google (laughs) and Google for these ads but they are tearjerkers. So one of my favorite ones is a story of an older man saying to Google, like, hey, Google, show me that time. And I think the I think his wife's name was like Lorelai or something. Show me Lorelei this and that. Show me Lorelai this and that. Blah, 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 blah. And then at the end of the timeline, I'm just going to give it away for you. So pause and go watch it if you're really interested. But at the end, it was like a montage of his wife who'd passed away and all the photos over the year and it was promoting google photos it was a tearjerker i was crying google does such a good job with their ads because of this so at the end of the day it told a story it told a story over a timeline it told a story like without them explicitly saying like this is about an old man and his wife who passed away like you are kind of led to that conclusion but visually and it is just it's so incredible And it really just goes to show that like storytelling can leave a lasting impact. Now I know I can use Google Photos to document timelines, locations, all of these things that I maybe didn't know before. So pretty cool. On a smaller scale, the use of storytelling in smaller businesses can be with the owner's story. So if you are a personal brand, what is your story? Or how is the story that your product-based business came to be? What made that matter? It's important to have a story. Even if you think you don't have a story to tell, trust me, you do. Dig deep. What is that story? What makes you different from every other brand out there? What led you to the moment where you are today where you have a business because of your story? Okay, so that was number one. Number two is going to be referral and affiliate programs. It's pretty nice when referral business falls into your lap. I think we can all agree on that. Early on, this is probably a lot of family and friends who start to look to you as the go-to person for your trade. As you grow, it's important to do the work to expand on this. In other words, expanding your network. One thing I really like to use for this is my lucrative lead tracker. And I know I've talked about this in previous episodes about a way to put all your leads in one place, which is really good for service-based businesses, right? When you are seeking clients. But this is also great in product-based businesses and when it comes to referrals. So let me pause for a second and talk about the lucrative lead tracker. Make sure you understand I want you to utilize this tool because it's absolutely amazing. When I first started my business, I was fortunate enough to lean into a ton of client referrals for business, which was amazing. However, I wanted to start going after certain clients. I wanted to reach a broader audience, which is what I'm talking about. Early on in business, leads just fall into your lap. Business falls into your lap when you have people talking about it. But after a while, you should start seeking these things out on your own. So whether you are a product-based business or a service-based business, you can start seeking out your own referral sources based on how those other companies complement your own. I had no idea where to start. I was just getting started with my marketing and business and having a hard time of keeping track of people to win as new clients as new referral business. The issue was I was doing a terrible job of tracking and it was something I had to change and I did that with a simple spreadsheet. And when I started tracking those leads whether it was people I wanted to win business, I noticed that I was closing significantly more business and it was business I actually wanted. And not to mention because I was tracking so diligently, I was able to keep clients on for longer. I was able to nurture those referral relationships for longer. Getting into like affiliate programs because of this and making residual income off of it. All things that can happen if you just track and you just stay diligent. So I've given my lead tracker a total facelift and I'm offering it to you for free. It's changed the way I've done business forever and it's allowed me to hit my income goals with ease repeatedly. Super easy to update. It will help you close more sales, keep track of more prospects and referral business. Ultimately see your capacity and help you plan better for sales and marketing strategies. I think that's a win-win. So you can grab your copy by heading to the link in my description. Okay. The next thing I want to talk about here, the next big tip I have for you for profit boosting and standout marketing strategies. Number three is experiences. People love a reason to dress up and go somewhere that has something new. Exclusive, exclusive being the really big keyword here. Exciting and fun. Experiences are an incredible way to go about this. So some examples of how you can create experiences within your business. I mean, big and small. A podcast is kind of a small way to create an experience, right? You are creating like a show for people. You could do a YouTube channel on the small end. People don't have to dress up to go to those things, right? But on a bigger scale, think about like events. So I helped a client create an experience at their hair salon a couple years ago where they brought in influencers they had a caterer and pretty much everything was sponsored and like free like i think we didn't even pay for the photographer we brought all these businesses together along with influencers it was a day to create exposure for the brand so these influencers came in they got their hair done for free they got photo shoot they were styled and wardrobe and it was a way for again the businesses and these influencers to have an experience, to get to know a brand more. And that is something that sticks with them. And they refer business. And the goal of this hair salon was to shift their audience on social media from an older demographic to a younger demographic. And we successfully did that with this event alone. The exposure we got, the new followers we got, and then the residual for years to come, they have a much younger audience coming into their salon now. And that was something that they had said. They were like, we want the children of the moms that we do hair for. So That was quite a successful venture. Another thing you can do is pop-ups. And this can be done again with other brands. This is really good for event industry. If you want to do like a curated day where you come together and you do a photo shoot for, let's just say a mock event. So you have, and I've seen people do this locally here, which is where I kind of got the idea, but you have your picnic company, you have your food company, you have your balloon company, you have your photographer, you have a boutique. And all these people come together and style. It's a styled shoot. So that's another way to have an experience where other people can participate in. And while at the end of the day, you're getting photos out of it, it's you're getting things for marketing, you are also involving people and you're also increasing the exposure of your brand that way. And think about all those channels that your brand is going to be featured on. Absolutely incredible. Another experience you could do is just a pop-up in general. I like to kind of compare it to a lemonade stand. Like, you pop up a lemonade stand in your front yard. You're selling lemonade. You're increasing the exposure by people walking by on the street. Think of something you can do similar to that. That could be at a market. It could be at a storefront, mall. Get creative with that one. <laughs> okay, number four is going to be polarizing opinions. Nothing gets people talking like an opinion that totally shatters the norm. My tips for this. Think about what in your industry you don't believe in and don't be afraid to take a stand. I remember when I was really new to business and just corporate America in general, I had a hard time questioning things. I was kind of naive. I thought everything that everyone said was right and it was that way or the highway and like, why would I question that? It's the right decision. As I grew into my own, I realized that's not the case and that's when you, when there's that friction, that tension that like, I don't believe in that. I don't think that's true. That's when it's time to voice your opinion in a lot of ways, but we're going to talk about marketing in your own business right now. Lean into those moments where you question the effectiveness of an idea or a thought and form an opinion around it and then share that opinion. You will be really surprised what is possible. I've seen posts go viral on LinkedIn because of this. I've seen reels go viral, TikToks go viral, people having a lot of chatter and conversation around something and it creating this residual 24-hour effect of, wow, I agree with that, or I don't agree with that. And and just, I don't want you to worry that sharing a polarizing opinion is going to cause bad friction either, because this is just where conversations can open up and people can have dialogue and people can have bigger ideas about things. And it creates exposure around your brand at the end of the day, which is what we want. That's what we're here talking about. Okay, the next thing is gonna be to get out of your house or headquarters. If we're looking at this in separate ways, if you have an office, if you have if you're working from home, this is so important for creating exposure for your business. The first thing would be networking. So one of those things you can do for getting out of your house is going and networking. Going back to human connection, it's really important that you are having conversations with other people, other business owners, other consumers. Getting the name of your brand out there. The next thing would be event attendance, which kind of goes hand in hand with networking, but maybe the intention isn't to go and collect business cards or hand out business cards or network per se, but the intention is to go and learn. So an example of this would be local conferences. I loved going to Inbound when it was in person. I cannot wait until they're in person again and I can do the same. It is a marketing conference in Boston hosted by HubSpot. My entire business model as an agency, um, back when I had my agency, shifted after this event for the better, and it's where I really grew to love content marketing and inbound marketing, as well as outbound marketing. Even though that's not what we talked about there, it was all about inbound marketing. But it really shifted my perception on content marketing, and it was it changed how we did business, meaning. How we operated our marketing and it also changed how we did strategy for clients. And we also saw a pivot in how our clients success looked too. So it's really crazy what can happen there. Not only the growth and development of your business, but then also who you can meet. I still keep in touch with people from those events. If you can weasel your way into speaking at one of these events, that is incredible exposure for your business. Sometimes they do these paid. Most of the time they are unpaid. But again, if you were someone who spoke at inbound, went with 28,000 people. That's pretty crazy. (laughs) And again, really great exposure for your business. The last tip I have under like getting out of your house, getting out of HQ would be your involvement. So we talked about networking. We talked about attending events. What about your involvement? Do you have capacity to sit on a nonprofit board and lend your expertise for free? And I use air quotes with that because you are giving your time, but you are giving it in exchange for, again, more exposure. The more involved you are, the more exposure you get. It doesn't go unnoticed. And I have definitely gotten business from and been made connections to from my affiliations with nonprofits. So where can you get involved? All right. We're almost done. We got two more left. The next one's going to be PR, public relations. There are so many affordable and easy ways to tap into PR. You can do podcast guest features. You can show up on other websites by contributing guest articles. These are things that are very important. (laughs) What I love about PR is that it can create some long-term exposure for your business. So if something where you're showing up on a website, that's SEO. It could be immediate traffic if it's a big publication. But it could also be something where you're showing up eight months, six months, a year, two years down the line or something you spoke about that's SEO relatable. So I absolutely love those. And podcast features totally, totally add to your credibility. It gives somebody the chance to listen to you before they work with you or listen to you before they buy from you and decide, okay, like, is this a decision I want to make? And it can only enhance their purchasing decision. So I just think PR is absolutely an incredible avenue to tap into. I definitely have some tips around that. There is a podcast episode I did on PR. Actually, there's two and I will go ahead and link them in the show notes so that you can go visit those because they are they're good ones. <laughs> okay, the last one we're going to talk about here is organizational partnerships or joint ventures. Partnering with other brands, like we talked about a little bit earlier, can seriously increase the exposure of your business. So for example, I have a membership called the Smooth Scaling Club with two of my best besties. One of them is a copywriter, the other one is a graphic designer, and then I am a marketing consultant and brand mentor. Doing this together, we're able to pull in our audiences to join this membership, but also promote our businesses outside of it. And it's a great way for us to grow our audiences and we're leaning in to each other and using each other to do so. And I think it's okay to do this in this way, right? So like the copywriter and the copy designer, Although well, those are not services I offer. What if I did down the line one day? I think it's okay to partner with like people in your industry because everyone's different. Everyone has different personalities. Everyone wants to work with different people. So just going back to organizational partnerships and joint ventures, don't be afraid to do that. Don't be afraid to partner with like industries or like professional service providers and see what comes of that. So with that being said, (laughs) I'm wrapping up today's topic. I really hope you found this helpful. If you did, please make sure you like and subscribe, leave a review, comment, tell me all the things, and you can also message me on Instagram if you want to talk any further about any of these topics. I love, love, love helping people figure out what are some standout marketing strategies? How can you grow your business, expand your business? Brand awareness is everything to me. I feel so strongly about brand awareness for growing your business and focusing on that as opposed to a media ROI, because you can really build a brand strongly that way. You can really grow an audience strongly that way, create loyalty, loyal customers. Obviously, if they're loyal, they're returning to buy from you. So if you tap into any of these marketing strategies soon and have any sort of success, definitely hit me up and I will see you on the next episode of She's Busy AF.